1: the other side of midnight. I am going to make a something of a confession. I, you know, look. I am going to tell you something that you would never expect from me. I am the guy who, you know, I'm the guy that just goes against the trend. I am a contrarian. I am the guy that talks about how, you know, on Halloween, I can't stand candy corn. That's me. It's who I am. It's always been who I am. That's me. As we get into the Thanksgiving holiday, I am absolutely an enormous fan of... Um, did you remember to pick up the cranberry sauce?
2: Uh, yes. Yes
0: does anybody want cranberry sauce you have real cranberry sauce i'm thinking of making a rice stuffing this year plus the homemade
1: cranberry sauce the rolls. there is nothing that says thanksgiving like a wobbly a wobbly red blob with the can lines still on it i love cranberry sauce now the reason I can understand, this is one of those polarizing foods, like a candy corn, that kind of goes all over the place. You either like it or you don't like it. I love it. I absolutely do. I can understand why people don't. It's got a weird consistency. It's not really even sauce. It's almost like, at least when we talk about the canned version of it, we it's 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 a jelly. It's a jelly that you stick on your fork and you consume... Very weirdly, I love it. I love the way, the the gelatinous nature of it. I love the tartness. I think it's terrific. Did you know, ocean spray, which not only produces the cranberry juice, but produces a lot of those canned cranberry sauces that I'm talking about. The farmers for ocean spray, I'm going to blow your mind with a statistic here. And this is unlike what, Uh, unlike what Carissa Thompson might say from the sidelines of an NFL game, what I'm about to tell you is 100% true. Ocean spray farmers produce 65% of the world's cranberries. Think about that. Ocean spray farmers produce 65% of the world's Cranberries, do you hear that? That's not a fourth shot in Dealey Plaza. What you just heard was me just blowing your mind. That's at least what the um, the Wall Street Journal has reported. Americans will consume 80 million pounds of cranberry this week. The holiday makes for the 93 year old farming cooperative, which is what Ocean Spray is, one of their biggest sales. But it's been innovating for decades to keep cranberries on your mind even when you don't have a turkey or a urinary tract infection. The company pioneered juice boxes in the 1980s. Did you know that? That Ocean Spray was the creator of juice boxes in the 80s? And they coined the term craisin, the cranberry raisin, which I love. I I put it in salads. I put it in – sometimes I'll put it in oatmeal. Sometimes I'll put it in yogurt. I love it. Sometimes I'll be honest. I'll just take a handful of the tart little buggers. They coined the term craisin in the 1990s. So I am crazy for cranberry. Homemade cranberry sauce is fine, but to me – There is nothing that says Thanksgiving like the fake gelatinous cranberry jelly. It is the most polarizing dish at Thanksgiving, and one company, Ocean Spray, wins, no matter what you think of it. Uh, I am all about it. Unlike where I was on the candy corn, where I was firmly in the anti-candy corn camp, I'm rolling with the trends on this. I love that cranberry juice uh, or cranberry sauce. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. By the way, I should have mentioned this yesterday when that uh, nice woman called talking about how she didn't enjoy Thanksgiving being a day for celebrating uh, the destruction of other species and eating them. And I get what she means. If you feel that way, there's one thing I do want to recommend. There are, there's a very good product. I like it anyway. It's called Tofurky, which is a tofu product that tastes like turkey. There are other versions of it as well, but it's great. It's great. So if you want to have a Thanksgiving, but you don't want to kill a turkey, maybe Tofurky is an option. I'm sorry I didn't mention that to that woman yesterday. But winning has an entirely different meaning at Ocean Spray. Their farmers are responsible for 65% of the world's cranberries. Can you imagine? They grow the cranberries, and then they hire executives to grow their business. They're really a cranberry farm cooperative. I think it's really innovative, really interesting. So I'm on Team Cranberry Sauce. I'm curious if you are too. 800-848-9222. You're also welcome to comment on anything at all that we can cover uh, today, uh, you know, that we've covered today. We've covered a lot of ground. I mean, Jeffrey Lickman, the sideline reporters from the NFL, Kennedy assassination. We've covered a lot. Um, let me begin with Isabel in Manhattan. Hi, Isabel. Hi,
3: Frank. Um, I was going to say that what you said, that Carmine is only two years old and you can't expect him to be reasonable, you know, and only lovable – and he is lovable.
1: Thank you, Isabel. That's awfully nice of you. That's certainly the way <laughs> I feel, you. but obviously I'm biased because I'm his father. <laughs> Thanks, Isabel. Happy Thanksgiving. 800-848-9222. Original Rick is an Original Jersey.
4: Hi. Hey, good morning, Frank. Uh, I want to ask you something about Carmine. But before that, cranberry sauce. I love it. I go through three cans a week. Every week? My... Yeah, yeah. I I like peanut butter sandwiches. And jelly is just too sweet and too sugary. I use that instead of jelly. So, you know, the, the jelly kind that you get, you can slice that really well. You know,
1: I have and to tell you, Rick, I have never tried that. I can't wait to try that. What you just described, a cranberry and peanut butter sandwich. I don't even eat bread usually, but I'm going to try that today. Right now, that's all I can think about. A peanut butter and cranberry you, sandwich.
4: It, 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 first of all, it's better than jelly but it also takes the place of butter. Because, you know, peanut butter sticks to the top of your mouth, and butter is full of fat. This has a kind of creamy consistency, so it oh, it kind of makes it, you, you
1: know what I'm saying? It sounds it, it, great. It's, it's wonderful. I yeah. love this. Anyway, about,
4: about yeah and, and I'd be very interested to hear on the air how you like it. Oh, I'm going to you know,
1: be very honest. Believe me.
4: I'm having one this morning. I have one every morning. Every morning. And it's very healthy for you. You know, the jelly kind is just as healthy for you as fresh cranberries. Read it.
1: I I did not know that, but I I will. Yeah, nothing
4: gets destroyed in the canning process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, about you and Carmine, a lot of people criticize you. Oh, you talk too much about Carmine. I find them incredibly entertaining. It it, it reminds me of episodes of like the Abbott and Costello show, or Pee Wee's Great Adventure, or 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 even Curb Your Enthusiasm. It, It doesn't seem you can go out and not get in trouble. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's certainly true. You have no idea, Rick, the stories that I hold back from the radio. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 you would uh, People wouldn't believe them. That's the only reason I hold them back, and to protect the names of the, uh, the innocent. Thank you, Rick. You know, it's funny. My, um, my sister-in-law, uh, Deborah, who showed up late to Harmony a couple of weeks ago, She said to my wife the other day, she said, uh, you know what would be fun? Frank's always complaining about all these other people in his life on the radio. It would be fun to have a segment where all the people that Frank complains about on the radio, they have an opportunity to complain about him. And my wife loved that idea. And I said, well, we do that. We do that about twice a year. We do get at Frank, where we let the callers call in and bash me for whatever they want. And she said, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about these callers that call in and complain about something every day, and you're just the latest in the line of complaints. I'm talking about your family, your friends, your neighbors, the people that you see and that you use as fodder for on-air material. That's who should have an opportunity to respond. And I said, all right, well, we'll do it. And I have never seen her so excited about anything that we are going to do on this show as she is about the opportunity to complain about me. She said the real struggle for her is going to be limiting the number of stories or the number of complaints that she has. So we're planning to do that tomorrow. It's going to be tough because we've got a lot going on tomorrow, but that's going to be tomorrow where all these people that I – talk about regularly, they will have an opportunity to re- rebut or respond or to complain about me, whatever they want to do. 800 Rich in Manhattan, where are you on cranberry sauce, Rich?
5: Here's where I am, Frank. When I am invited to somebody's Thanksgiving dinner, depending on how many people there will be there, I always bring cans of cranberry Love sauce. It. And because I will never share my cranberry sauce with anyone. I will eat the whole can and nobody gets <laughs> to have a piece of it. So every, I bring enough for everybody else because everybody always wants to have some and I will not share it. That's, that's just how it is. And I have a question for you. What technique do you use to get the whole gelatinous glob out of the can whole? so that you see the rings from the can, and it jiggles when you plop it down on the plate. I squeeze and squeeze and shake until it comes out whole. First what of all, I like do? that
1: method. Uh, but Rich, if I'm being honest, the the crux of my method is to have somebody else do it for me. That's better versed in uh, in handling food than I am. I am almost never tasked with being the sauce dispenser, but I like your method. Maybe I'll do that and bring some to my mother-in-law's on Thursday when we go.
5: You should. And one uh, last thing. the Another technique someone told me about is you open up the can at the top, but then when you turn it upside down, you you open you 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 use the can opener to make a hole at the top where where you haven't opened the can so that there's air coming in from the top, and that helps it slide wow. out a little bit easier
1: rich, yeah. you're a cranberry expert um, uh, love it well, leave your number and your name with uh with Christian so that I can invite you to future things so that you'll bring. Cranberry sauce. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. 848 Al is here in New York City. You're not the Al I was talking about last hour, are you?
6: I'm not sure. I'm not good. sure. Okay, I'm good. in the okay. witness protection gotcha. program. Gotcha.
1: gotcha. Good. All hey,
6: right. Frank, how are you doing? Great show, as always. Thank uh, you. Very varied and lots of subjects and almost all of them extremely interesting. Listen, uh, I, have, I want to talk a little about the JFK, but I know that's probably past. So as far as the cranberry... No, go ahead. Make a, and- a comment.
1: Make a comment. I know you followed this very closely. Go ahead. Okay. Did you ever get in contact with uh,
2: Mr. Posner, Gerald
1: Poser? Uh Yeah, we're we're in touch via email. He wasn't up for doing the late night, uh, the the late night thing, but we are in touch. We're, we're in, we've been in touch all week, actually.
6: Okay, Michael Smerdis Spur- uh, Spir- 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 might be able to help you. He, he, he interviewed him uh, last month. Yeah, no, but uh, it's uh, it, about- uh,
1: just out. I'll just so you understand. He's not averse to coming on the show. I've interviewed him before. He just is not available in the middle of the night
6: for him i see the thing i understand totally maybe you can pre-tape or something but as far as that guy paul landis he was one of 26 guys uh, assigned to it 12 to the parade and he actually did find it it was copper jacketed which is what prevented it from mushrooming and being deformed you know and he just placed it back on one of the uh the uh gurneys why well because he figured it might help in the autopsy uh phase you know so But getting back to cranberries, the whole key with cranberries is very simple. When you get the gel, it's a very poor, diluted byproduct. Right next to it is called whole berry, and then you're getting the concentrated, delicious cranberry. I remember my grandfather had a house on a lake, and we would go, like, every October, November, and we had blueberries, and then the cranberries were right there, right above the water, you know, growing like in hedges. But get the whole berry, and guess what? Night and day difference. It's like having uh, they're like cherries almost. Very thick, concentrated, delicious. You know, the the gel is. Uh, ugh, you know what I mean? It's like a a, a byproduct.
1: All right. Well, hey, I I like it. Al sounds like you know you, a thing or two about cranberries. Well, appreciate it. Eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Terry's in Rockland. Hi, Terry.
4: Hi, Frank. It's a good thing I didn't get on before when I first called that caller. It's so wrong who says that Carmine is spoiled and manipulative. Carmine is strong-willed and sensitive. And, you know, those are two qualities that will serve Carmine well in life. And, Frank, you are a super dad. And Carmine is a sweet, lovable
1: superstar. Well, that's awfully nice of you, Terry. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I like him. We're going to keep him. I've made that decision recently. We're going to keep them. 800-848-9222. Bill is in Baltimore listening on WCBM. Hello, Bill.
7: Hello, sir. Happy Thanksgiving to you.
1: Thank you. Likewise.
7: Um, I wonder, the reason for my call was I was listening intently to the caller that you had about the JFK assassination. Uh, first of all, this is just my opinion, you know, take it for what it's worth. I think the Tower Commission or whatever they did was a total waste of time.
1: The, the Warren Commission?
7: Warren Commission mm-hmm. is what I meant. It produced nothing, a bunch of wasted paper. I think there was, there was an, there's an author out who wrote a book. His name is Bill O'Reilly. He footnoted everything that he did and it was pretty much a hit job. Uh,
1: yeah, I've, I've read the book, Killing Kennedy.
7: you got to remember that uh, Kennedy his father got him elected with syndicate money and then uh uh one of the two made the quote-unquote bright decision to go after the uh syndicate uh, godfathers and you don't do that that's no 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 you don't take their money and then turn on them and uh it's very sad that it happened believe me i i'm sorry that kennedy got assassinated but uh you know i'm asking myself what were you thinking you know, yeah, I think that.
1: that's what a lot of folks uh, have said over the years, right? I mean, that's what installed. we've heard. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you would like to think that people uh, can make public policy decisions without being whacked. But um, and I, I don't think that excuses, if your theory is the correct one, that oh, I uh, think it is. All right. Well, obviously you do because you're saying it. But I don't think that uh, the fact that he was ungrateful for the mob uh, helping him win the election. I don't think that in any way excuses their culpability in killing him. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I know uh, that's a theory that a lot of people subscribe to. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Frankie is in New Jersey. Hello, Frankie.
3: Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I just want to, first of all, say that when my son was about your age, um, he liked chocolate ice cream and he just, he just didn't like vanilla ice cream and he was served and there was vanilla ice cream with the chocolate and he, he just went bananas. And, and so, you know, we're at at, at a table with my best friends and everything. And, um, I said, uh, you know, when the waitress comes back, I want you to say, I prefer chocolate ice cream, you know, and we all laughed. And to this day, we use we use that, you know, I prefer and, um And it was it's, it's kind of funny. But anyway, about the Kennedy, uh, I thought that your guest before uh, Swan, I think his name was. Uh, who wrote? Uh, who, who has a bestseller was uh, much um much more intriguing uh, than the the last guest that you had on um and that kennedy after his speech especially about we won't tolerate secret you know a uh, uh, secret uh, money secret um, um um you know uh
1: you know? uh, all right, we get what you mean, Frankie. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I know. I think we all know what he's trying to say, even if he has a tough time getting that out there. A stellar call screening job there by uh, Christian. 800 848 800 Bob is in Verona. Hi, Bob.
2: Hey, how are you? For all those uh,
3: who love cranberry sauce, best way to do it is... Uh, Uh, Take the top off the normal way and then take a butter knife and put the butter while the cranberry sauce is in there. uh, Take a butter knife and just push the butter knife around the edge of it and turn it upside down and uh, the cranberry sauce comes out
1: uh, unhinged. Well, I mean, that sounds pretty good. I don't know if it's as thorough and as thoughtful as the uh, methodology we heard from that other gentleman, but it sounds effective to me, Bob. Thank you. 800 848 Eddie in Babylon. Hi, Eddie.
2: Hi, Frank. I've got a great recipe for you. It's called Cranberries Jezebel. And you'll take two packages of fresh cranberries, fresh whole ones, and put them in a pot with water. And cook them until the skins break and you uh, boil it down till it's, you know, kind of a mush, you know, the consistency of cranberry sauce that you'd have on a table. And then add Grey Poupon mustard. Ooh. And you're also going to put brown sugar in it, you know, because it's so tart. So the brown sugar, Grey Poupon, and horseradish. Now, Frank, you know a food that you'd go to the next day and go into the refrigerator and eat it cold, uh, just out of the refrigerator. Even though it was the cranberry thing usually it wouldn't be, uh, you know, that warm. Unbelievable! I I had to go to a support group to stop eating it. Truly, <laughs> 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 really. if you can't Google it, I will send you the recipe if I find it. It's just amazing. It really is. It uh, really is. It'll he, change your world.
1: Give me the name again. Uh, Cranberry's Jezebel. Cranberry's Jezebel. I have not tried it, and it sounds right up my alley. Thank you, Eddie. 800 848 Maria is on Long Island. Hi, Maria.
7: Yeah, the greatest. Come a little further east from Babylon, Flanders. In Flanders there's a place called, it's a Suffolk County Park, Frank. It's called the Cranberry Bog Nature Preserve. Oh. It's a hiking trail. And, you know, I make homemade cranberry sauce. I'm drooling here. You can put homemade cranberry sauce. And the brown sugar is good, that guy just said. But. You can put it on like vanilla ice cream. My girlfriend's love it on vanilla ice cream, but I'm going to have to try the peanut butter with the cranberry sauce. Oh, me too. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Can't wait. It's getting me hungry. Same here. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm in between the big duck and the cranberry bog. It's beautiful in there. It's, it's a hiking trail. I go there all the time. Hey, yeah, that sounds great. I,
1: I have a lot of family in Suffolk, and uh, a lot I of us do like, do like to hike, so that might be fun, actually, Maria. Yeah. Thanks for the suggestion. 808 Joe is in Ron Hello, Joe. Hey, Frank.
2: Happy early Thanksgiving to you Likewise. and your family. Appreciate that. And a very special happy second birthday to you, son. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I, I make the homemade uh, cranberry sauce where I cook it on the stove with the, you know, the fresh cranberries. But my wife likes the, uh, the uh, jelly that's in the can. So I make both of them on uh, Thanksgiving. I, I find it so like when you pour that over the turkey, it's just, oh, my God, it's so good.
1: But you do the real cranberry, the, the fresh homemade cranberry sauce, not the kind that I'm talking about from a jar. My wife likes the uh, the canned one. I like both. I like don't get fresh. me don't get me wrong. I, I think there's definitely uh, opportunity for both. I'm a lover of all cranberry concoctions, but your per- preference is the the fresh homemade.
2: Yes, I want to wish everybody out there, in case they don't get to, a very happy and safe Thanksgiving. And a shout out to Frankie from Glendale. Frank, have a great night.
1: Thanks, Joe. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Linda is in Melbourne. Hello, Linda. Uh, hi. Am I on? You are indeed. Hi, Linda.
7: Uh, hi there. I wanted to make sure that you are aware that there is a product called Cranberry Horseradish, which is amazing on turkey. I don't know if you know of it. You know, um, I,
1: I have heard of it. I don't think I've ever tried it, though.
7: Oh, it's it's wonderful. It's made by Silver Spring. It's a tall, narrow jar. And it's just wonderful on turkey or on chicken or any poultry. So you're a
1: cranberry lover. I wanted to share that. Cranberry horseradish. I'm in. Count me in, Linda. Thank you.
7: I am a cranberry lover.
1: I guess I never realized it until I started exploring my feelings about the all of the Thanksgiving side dishes and read that article in the Wall Street Journal. And I thought on this polarizing debate of cranberry sauce, which side am I on? And I'm enthusiastically in favor of it. And I'll tell you what I also like. I don't really drink a lot of juice because, you know, it's got sugar and stuff. But what I do like, and most people can't drink this, I really enjoy, and most people I think only use this for therapeutic purposes, the totally unsweetened cranberry juice. The stuff that's just so tart that's impossible to drink without making a face that looks like you've aged 50 years while you're drinking it. It is, obviously, I think it's healthier because it's got the no sugar, but it's, I love it. There's just something about it that strikes my taste buds as appealing. All right, 800-848-92-22. in a minute. Noam Layden is not here today. He's taking a well-deserved day off, and um, he'll be back tomorrow. So what we're going to do is go through your mail. No, well, no. If it's your mail, I'm not going to read it. If you want to send me mail, I'll make an effort to read as many of your comments on the air, including any questions you might have on the air as possible. You can go ahead and email me at frank.morano. That's frank.m-o-r-a-n-o at networks.com, That's frank.m-o-r-a-n-o at networks.com. Straight ahead.
0: The other side of midnight with Frank Morano. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano.
1: This is the Cranberries Dreams. If you ever want to know what kind of music we're playing on this program, join our Facebook group and just go to facebook.com slash groups slash Radio Morano and you can not only know what music we're playing because we post that after every show, but uh, you can interact with other people who are presumably interested in this program and commenting on it. Alright, we are going to Some of you prefer the written word To the telephone So we will give you an opportunity To be heard as we go through
5: Letters
2: Oh we get letters We get your letters every day Mailman, mailman, mail today Reach right in and pull one out
0: Those letters I love those letters Oh boy!
1: Mailman. Mail today. All right, let us begin with email. Mike writes, Hello, Frank. Here's a travel mix for you. I mix some dry roasted peanuts and dried cranberries in a jar and keep them in the car. You can also add some plain M&Ms. I used to add them, but then they got a little pricey. So just the peanuts and craisins. They stay fresh forever. Try it. You'll like it. Thank you for Always Great Radio. A great Thanksgiving for you and the family. Mike gal, thank you, Mike. Happy Thanksgiving to you. This uh, is actually from the Facebook group. The great Tommy Barlotta writes, OMG, whoever's activating the carmine crying sound effect while Frank is telling the story should receive electrical shocks ten times the intensity and duration of the crying. No one wants to hear a crying baby for that long talk about overdoing it had to switch stations. You know, I have to tell you, I know Tommy personally, and I don't blame him for not liking the the sound if he doesn't like it, but why would you switch stations? I mean, I'm definitely more interesting than whatever he's going to be interesting listening to next, but even if I'm not, I would think as a friend, and Tommy is a friend, uh, helped me move out of one of of my apartments, helped me uh, move a lot of things. Mark of a friend. As a friend, you shouldn't switch channels. Just keep listening. All right, email. Steven writes, way to go, Superstar Frank. Wonderful storytelling. Greetings, Superstar Frank. I really, really enjoyed the salad dressing story. I'm so happy that you caught Carmine after he ran away. Yours sincerely, Steven. I am too. That's nice. All right, Martha, right, she sends me an email with a. I didn't even recognize what this was at first, but now I can tell it's an emoticon of a cat. And just the email subject says, We're sorry. Okay, all right, all right. Um, Phil writes, Frank, can you give me the name of the colonel you interviewed last night? I think his book is called The 11th Hour. Great and interesting interview. Thanks. I appreciate that, Phil. His name is uh, Colonel Daniel Davis, and the book is 11th Hour in 2020 America. And again, as I said, even though it was geared towards helping whoever won that 2020 election, still very relevant now, still worth reading as far as I'm concerned. Um, On Twitter, the Twitter user Irish Today writes at the start of our show, What a piece of work this is. Nobody cares about turkeys. Next subject, Frank. You know, I would take this comment more seriously if it was someone that did not put an apostrophe between the Y and the S in turkeys. Nobody cares about turkeys. No apostrophe. No apostrophe. You know what? The fact that you are putting an apostrophe between the Y and the S in turkeys in that sentence tells me that you have an IQ that falls far short of triple digits. And if you're not interested in whatever I'm talking about, it tells me that we're doing something right. Pure idiot. And Irish today, I want to make clear, is no reflection on the hardworking, dynamic, passionate, charismatic Irish people that I have come to know and love. My wife is Irish. My son is part Irish. My stepmother is Irish. All great people. All much smarter than the Twitter user Irish Today, who all of those people that I just mentioned, including my two-year-old son, Carmine, um, would not use an apostrophe when saying turkeys. How stupid are you? Pat writes, Frank, I am too chicken to post on Facebook. You know, let me just interject here. This is the problem with these Facebook bullies. They make people afraid to post. Why can't everybody be like Ellen? Nice. And if you disagree, you say why well, you disagree. No need to beat up on people or call names or personal attacks. So I'm sorry that Pat is uh, already, I don't even know what, what he or she is going to say, but I'm sorry that he or she is uh, upset about this. Frank, I'm too chicken to post on Facebook, uh, but I am very concerned about Tammy Murphy running for U.S. Senate. I really hope she does not run because New Jersey, not me, will vote her in. I have been counting the days Phil Murphy will no longer be governor of New Jersey, but it seems New Jersey has no strong Republican leadership. Thanks for listening, Pat. Well, Pat, first of all, are you that happy with Bob Menendez? I mean, can she be any worse? I'm not, I wouldn't vote for her either, but can she be any worse than Bob Menendez? Of course not. Unlike anybody else that's likely to have that seat, she used to be a Republican for a long time. Not, Not for a week or two. She was a longtime Republican, even longer than Eric Adams was a Republican. She was a a Virginia Republican. Um, Let's see here. This is from Sharon on Twitter. Sharon writes, change the venue. She's talking about this Carissa Thompson story. Change the venue if a news reporter for Washington Post said, yeah, I just make things up about a shooting in Times Square. Reporters, be it sports, science, politics, etc., should have to swear an oath to always be truthful. Isn't that an idea? Imagine that if reporters had to take an oath that they couldn't lie. I wonder how that would change things. Interesting. Uh, David writes of Colonel Davis yesterday, just wanted to compliment you on a great interview during the first hour of the program. Your guest didn't seem to have an ideological axe to grind on the topic and gave a really fair and balanced view of what's going on in the Middle East. I also appreciate his willingness to be honest about why we should not be attacking Iran, which neocons seem to be really pushing for. I have a feeling I might have felt differently <laughs> had you managed to get to Ukraine, but that was definitely one of the best interviews you've done in the Middle East. Well done. Thank you. That's awfully nice. I appreciate that. Uh, this is from, this is a text at 8168 Murano. Hi, Frank. No ethics in journalism par for how her generation thinks and acts. She needs to be fired, period. False reporting should have consequences. This text message, similar to that call that we got from that one gentleman, is emblematic of why what I think she did is so terrible. Because this guy is willing to, the guy that just texted me, is willing to write off a whole generation because of one bad apple. No, it's not par for the course. First of all, I don't even know how old she is. But whatever age she is, let's say she's um, Generation Z or Millennial. There's a lot of Millennials that wouldn't do that, that wouldn't make stuff up. And I think that is really, you know, a horrible overgeneralization.
6: She's 41.
1: 41. So I guess that makes her probably Millennial, right? Yeah, Millennial. Yeah, Millennial, yeah. Uh, But um, I guess on the older end of Millennial, but still, Millennial nonetheless. Uh, A lot of people commenting on Jeffrey Lichtman in the Facebook group. Ellen giving him a rave review saying he did not disappoint. You know who commented? Victoria Gotti Sr. on that. She said fierce lawyer. She would know because her son was represented by Jeffrey Lichtman. And this is, again, Victoria Gotti, the matriarch of the Gotti family. Not the one that called into this program last week. But the widow of uh, of John Gotti commenting on the Facebook group, clearly listening. So if you uh, want to interact with Victoria Gotti, be careful. She's tough. I'll give you just one quick anecdote here. Maybe I told this story. I don't remember, but it's still a story worth telling. There was, um, well, no, let me go through the mail. I'll tell it before we do 15 seconds of fame, uh, but I make a note to myself. Steve writes on uh, Thanksgiving, I, like you, enjoy the holiday Of Thanksgiving. My family does not discuss anything except sports at the dinner table. I would like to talk about more issues, but I don't broach that at all. I have a question. Do you find it odd when families celebrate Thanksgiving on days other than Thanksgiving itself? I'm not against families getting together and sharing a meal. I just find it odd. Maybe comical that families split the day up between in-laws, etc. No, I don't think it's odd at all. Um... Matt mentioned that because he's working on Thanksgiving, he's going to celebrate Thanksgiving on Friday. What's wrong with that? You you make the holiday as you see fit. I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. Linda writes, um, my husband and I are rewatching Boardwalk Empire. I was wondering, do you have any podcasts regarding Al, Car- Al Capone? Thanks, Frank. P.S. Wow, I can't believe you read my email on l- your last segment about good parents and bad kids. Linda, 910 Superstation listener. Well, see, there you go again, Linda. Keep emailing, we'll keep reading. I don't know that I have done a racket report on Al Capone. We got a new racket report out this week where my guest is Nick Christopher's where we talk about the Greek mob. I might give you a preview of that in a minute. But uh, I don't know that we have done one on Al Capone. I'm going to work on setting something up for next week. Tom writes, FYI, while at Tony's Baltimore Grill in Atlantic City last week, I called Malik over, Malik over, and complimented him on handing in the money. Also mentioned hearing about it on your show to the manager. Tom, I appreciate that, Tom. Thanks. I'm returning to Atlantic City on December 15th and hoping to make a trip to uh, Tony's Baltimore Grill at that point. Uh, Barb writes, Frank, what's the title of the book about envy and gratitude journaling? I think the author's name was Richard Green. Title, please. So the book I was talking about was The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Green. And it is not about envy and gratitude journaling. It does not mention gratitude journaling at all. Um, There is a chapter on envy, but that's just one chapter. It's not uh, by any means the uh, totality of the book. All right. Um, let's see here. Try and do one more. Um, this is a text message no one sent. Um, oh, okay. Here, I don't know who this is from. My Ask Frank Anything question is, when you went for pizza with Joe Piscopo and he ordered that weird so-called pizza without any cheese and you ordered the regular pizza... Who paid for both pizzas? That's a good question. Uh the pizza shop was an advertiser, so they gave us the pizza for free, thank goodness. Um so they they paid for it. The pizza the pizza, you know, restaurant that we were at paid for it. I will tell you this though. Joe Piscopo did tip the the waiter out of his own pocket. So he covered the tip in its entirety. I offered, but Joe always very generous with the tipping. Uh, he absolutely paid for that all right uh this is a question frank what do you think is the funniest the funniest or most humorous depiction of superman this is an interesting one this is good because i'm going to give you what the conventional wisdom says and uh, now i haven't seen every superman show i you know smallville is out there i've never seen that There's a a lot of the Lois and Clark, the New Adventures of Superman. I've never seen most of those. But I'm going to give you the conventional wisdom, and I'm going to give you my answer. The conventional wisdom is Superman 3 with Christopher Reeve and Richard Pryor, which I love. I enjoy it. I like it. I still remember the movie well. It's funny. It's okay. My answer is it's something that almost no one has seen. And whenever I show it to someone, they always thank me. And I'm going to post this now. There was an American Express commercial with Jerry Seinfeld and Superman. And it became viral where there's an animated Superman and Jerry Seinfeld. And the commercial was so popular that American Express launched a series of uh, two or three kind of long commercials called The Adventures of Seinfeld and Superman. These little webisodes, before this was even a thing, are absolutely hysterical. I think there's two. If you haven't seen this, the voice of Superman is the guy that plays David Putty. He also plays Joe Swanson on Family Guy. It's hysterical. The Adventures of Seinfeld and Superman if you haven't seen it, I'm going to uh, share it on my Facebook page right now at Facebook.com slash MoranoFan. You can watch it. Um, all right. Those of you that um, didn't get your letter read today, hopefully we will on the next edition of... Another letter from
0: The Other Side of Midnight. Sign at Midnight with Frank Marano.
1: All right, Andy B, singing The Other Side of Midnight. Uh, We're going to do 15 seconds of fame in just a moment. And uh, if you want to queue up for that, you can do so, 800-848-9222. I I mentioned that I was going to tell this quick anecdote, and I will, and it is uh, relatively quick. So there was an incident during the 2009 trial of John Gotti Jr. where the judge had uh, unfairly dismissed two jurors that were seen to be, well, unfairly dismissed, at least one. One was probably properly dismissed. But um, he had dismissed two jurors that were seen as definitely being pro-defense. And a lot of the people close to Team Gotti felt that this was not right. So Victoria Gotti Sr., she stands up in court and shouts, this is a railroad job, and she's clearly very emotional, very – I don't remember exactly what she said because this is 14 years ago or more. And really starts screaming, at, if not at the judge, at kind of the prosecutors. And so her family ushers her out of the courtroom, and the marshals are sitting there – or standing there dumbfounded. They don't want to – you know, they don't want to touch her or do anything like that and be disrespectful. Um, you know, cause she is an older woman. But they also can't have her screaming in the middle of the courtroom. So – she leaves her family, you know, takes her out of the out of the back, does not return to court again after that. And um, then one of the marshals says to John Gotti Jr., you know, Mr. Gotti, we we don't know what to do if that happens again. How, is there any way that we don't want to be disrespectful or put our hands on your mother? Is there any way that we can, you know, control her without being physical? And uh, John Gotti Jr. says to them, immediately, he says, guys, John Gotti couldn't control her. You have no shot whatsoever. <laughs> so keep that in mind as you interact with her in the Facebook group on uh, on any of the Lickman posts. Um, all right, let me squeeze in one. Well, no, let, let, let us just go and we'll give people an opportunity to be heard for 15 seconds as part of...
0: Other side of midnight. This is 15 seconds of fame. Fred!
6: Hey, Frank, happy birthday to call mine. The one thing that grinds my granite is this pardoning of turkeys. We got to do away with this.
2: We want the floridories. We want the floridories. Tony! You're
1: a washwoman. Ellen! Ellen? Ellen.
4: If it's Evelyn, I'm just oh, Evelyn. letting you know. Thank you that we don't hear from Sid the Moron guy anymore. Much
1: appreciated. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that guy. You better step up his game. Neil.
5: The city could save millions of dollars if they feed the migrants the same slop that they fed me in the nursing home.
1: Oh, boy. I didn't know you were in a nursing home, though, Neil. Good luck. 800 Rick. Frank, if you're going to eat a can of cranberry sauce
4: by yourself... You cut the bottom the top off, you puncher punch a hole in the bottom, and you just put your mouth on it, and you blow the cranberry sauce out.
1: 800 848 Rocco. Christian is a superstar, and
3: if you're a superstar, Frank, Carmine is a supernova. Happy Thanksgiving to all our service workers, the doctors, the nurses, fire, and police officers. Happy Thanksgiving. Rusty. Yeah, to see the guy that called before? You punch a hole in the bottom of it, but you got to get
1: Peter King to blow in it, that windbag. It'll fly right out of there. Terry.
4: Hi, Superdad. Words carry energy that extends outward, and I'm still mad about what that caller said about karma. It's a good thing I didn't get on the first time I called. <laughs> Mike.
2: Okay, Thanksgiving. Be thankful for a lot of things in life. Family, friends, and most important, Dino and son. Mass best. Great food, great company.
3: E. Frank. Yes, Frank. Are you sure when Victoria Gotti Sr. said this is a railroad job, that wasn't me. That was in handcuffs at Queens County Criminal Supreme Court?
1: Ray. Donald Trump
3: won once, he's going to win again. And Lichtman is right, we should bomb Iran. I, I thought he
1: was wrong last time, but he's right. And finally, Pete. This is a moron, this is a moron, this is a moron. Uh, there we go. Z, you know what? Had nobody said anything, I don't know that we would have heard from him again. All right, that slams the lid on things for today. Uh, tomorrow we've got some interesting stuff. And you're not going to believe it. As soon as I figure out, it'll be good. Frank Morano, good day.